this is Rob Bau, and today in Turbo Talks we're talking to Edvald Bolsenhagen of Entity Pro Cycling about the UCI Esports World Championships. Alright, welcome back to the Turbo Talks podcast. The Pro Peloton is slowly coming out of their off season and they're already starting their preparations for the year ahead. But some riders will have one more chance to add an elusive rainbow jersey to their collection in 2020. Because on Wednesday, December 9, it is time for the UCI Esports World Championships on Zwift. A variety of pro riders, e-racing specialists, mountain bike stars, cyclocross stars and triathletes will be all equipped with a Tex Neo 2T trainer to defend their country's honors in Watopia. And our guest for today's episode will be proudly donning the Norwegian jersey in that quest. It is Edvald Bolsenhagen of Entity Pro Cycling. Welcome, Edvald. How are you going? Hello. Thank you. I'm uh, all good. I'm uh, at home in Norway and uh, enjoy the time here. And just started back training a bit again now and uh, getting ready for for yeah, first of all, first uh, the E Worlds I'm getting ready for, and uh, also next season. So uh, it's nice to be back on the home trainers and uh, do some good work there. So how has your off season been? How long has it been? Uh, I had a month off. I felt like I needed to have quite a bit totally off, so I've not been training too much. Uh, I did uh, the panel was the last, and then I had one. One month and uh, just started some weeks ago now to uh, get get back some gym and some home training, some gravel bikes and yeah, done bits of everything now and uh, enjoy this this time. It's uh, it's nice also to just be home and and do some very variation of training. So I enjoy the time actually. How hectic was the season? That you yeah, said like you uh, all needed a month off. Yeah, it was quite hectic when you first started again. Of course, we were home way too much, but uh, of course we needed to do like we was told to because of the corona. But uh, and when it first started, I was not. I think I was about two weeks home since middle of June till end of season. So it was a lot of traveling and uh, quite a lot of competition. So it was nice to then have a break at home again and uh, get ready again for next year now. Yeah, and uh, you gotta, yeah, I hope you stayed a little bit in shape. You said you've done some activities because now immediately a World Championship's coming up. Yeah, it is. So uh, I've been uh, keeping up some uh, some uh, fitness and uh, some shape, but uh, I'm, I'm hope I'm in good shape and also have a lot of uh, freshness in the body. So I hope that can help for... Uh, for the worlds for for swift so uh, i go for freshness and uh, some fitness as well yeah because <laughs> yeah like we said the suddenly that world championship are coming up uh, it's a 50 kilometer race it's on the watopia it's for the insiders is the figure eight reverse uh, course and it finishes on the second lap on the climb of a uh, 900 meters at five uh, percent on the swift kom uh yeah it, it's a reasonably flat course the climbs that are in there are in there are short and punchy um have you already thought about your your aero setup of your uh, of your swift bike and the bike selection etc and stuff like that or uh well i'm riding the 
BMC bike, so I'll probably be doing that in uh, in Swift as well, I think. And uh, I hope it's a good all-rounder bike in uh, in real world, and I think it's also good for Swifting. So uh, I think that's a good bike setup. And uh, I've been doing the figure eight reverse and Invatopia in general quite a lot now these last days. So uh, I should be should be ready, and uh, I know the course and. Uh, and the final climb pretty well. I have quite a lot of kilometers in Matopia since Swift came out, so uh, I know the roads. And uh, and, <laughs> and also to ride through the peloton in Swift is not the hardest, so uh, I think it's uh, I think I'm okay prepared. Yeah, as I would say, you're really experienced. I think on Swift, spent a lot of time on there. Uh, I think you, I think you are one of the two professionals who have the, still have the tax Magnum along with uh, yeah. Robert Geesink. Uh, it's not available anymore, but it always uh, looks really fancy when you see someone riding on it. I think I saw a photo of your Insta- on your Instagram page on it as well. But you had, yeah. a new, you had a new toy since yesterday, which you can use. Yeah, it's the newest uh, Tax Neo 2T. So it's, uh, it is uh, also great. Uh, I had a training on it yesterday and it uh, feels really uh, smooth and nice. So I look forward to use that a lot more during this winter and uh, but also when i have rides on uh, that six six hours then it's nice to be on the treadmill it uh, makes the time go a bit faster as well so it is good to have some options in the in the basement and uh, for the worlds actually all the riders will be riding on the tax neo 2t trainer so everyone will be having uh, the same equipment um you think that's going to have sort of like an influence on the outcome of the race or is it going to play a role? Uh, I think it's uh, really good that everyone has the same equipment and at least everyone start on the same page and uh, we will be uh, competing on the same same level and not any benefits of any different equipment. So I think that's, uh, that's great and it's uh, a good feeling Then you feel it's more equal, everything. So... Um, that is really really nice i think and you you already said you've done a lot of the of you've ridden the course already a couple of times you know that climb um how can you use your swift experience in that race you think well i know the climbs a lot but actually i haven't been doing too many races so i think it's a lot of other swifters out there made more racing experience on swift but uh anyway i think with uh, the knowledge of the climbs and how to approach them and how long they are and things, it's uh, it's also a benefit to to have that. But uh, it is uh, going to be really interesting with, uh, like you said in the intro, with it's, uh, it's a lot of different uh, triathlon, cyclocross, mountain bikers. It's a lot different top sh- or riders, so it will make make a difference. But we all ride on the same. Uh, in the same worlds now and it's going to be see interesting to see who's the strongest there now because i think on team norway one of your uh, teammates uh, vidar is also a mountain bike rider is he yeah i think so and he's uh, also good in swift so uh, it's uh, i think we have a good good team and uh, i think uh, it's going to be interesting i haven't been competing with him so uh, it will be nice to be on the team and hopefully we can make uh, make a good result on uh, on the worlds 
are you, are you guys going to have a sort of like a meeting before, a tactical meeting to discuss how you think or you hope it's going to pan out and what the roles are going to be? Is there going to be some tactics for Team Norway? Yeah. We have some, uh, we have a group that we talk talk together and probably we will uh, make a tactic tactic meeting in that in, uh, in the coming days, but we haven't done it yet, but uh, we will have a go through the course and things. So it's going to be, Gonna be fun for uh, for the worlds. Because if you look at uh, the the swift success from NTT, obviously in that virtual Tour de France, uh, really successful, a lot of stage wins, etc. Are there like any lessons learned that you take from that into this experience? Or yeah, it is. Uh, I think I learned some things there. It's it is not the same as riding outside. It is uh, it is also a little bit tactical with um, what you. The boosts and uh, all those, uh, yeah, I don't remember what the uh, all the power ups, <laughs> the power ups, yeah, that uh, can make a difference, and you have to know a little bit how to use them, so you're not, or so you use them in the right way, and uh, it is, uh, it is good to have some experience on uh, how to use that, and also to sprint, it is different on Swift compared to outside, so uh, I'm happy I did some stages in the virtual Tour de France as well. So I hope I can have that and uh, some benefits there. What, what's the main difference in sprinting? Other than obviously you don't have to position yourself yeah, in a certain yeah. way to fight for the position, maybe that much, but. Yeah, that's a big difference, but also you have to time it correct and uh, press the power-ups while you are in the sprint and uh, and also to use the right ones. And hopefully you get the right Power ups. It's also not given that you have the right, right power ups when you want to have it. So uh, it is. Ma- it makes it uh, interesting, and uh, I think it's all about timing also for in the climbs and uh, in general. It's uh, it's not that easy that people maybe think it is from uh, when they sit and watch in the sofa. But that's <laughs> that's also in real life. I think it's a lot of people in the sofa that thinks it's easy to also ride Tour de France or uh, do a sprint outside. So <laughs> that's probably the same thing. The same people will think the same. <laughs> is, there, is there a certain distance on Swift when you say it's a flat sprint when you think, okay, this is the distance that I need to open up now and go full gas for the sprint? Uh, in real life, I um, uh, often open a bit too early and uh, in uh, in virtual Tour de France, I also did open too early, so um, I'm, I have to adjust my sprints anyway. So, uh, but it is like I said earlier, it's hard to time it correct. So um, I'm probably not the correct one to uh, say when you should open <laughs> it. <laughs> and if I knew, it's probably not the best thing to say. <laughs> you can't can't spoil it already. You maybe no. maybe even some of your teammates uh, from NTT are listening as well. I saw a lot of them on the start list. Uh, Michael Felgren is there. Ryan Gibbons is there. Obviously a fast guy. Did you yeah. go through the start list? And do you think already noticed like someone who could be a favorite for the race? I haven't really gone through it yet, but um, Ryan Gibbons is is super good. In uh, he showed in the virtual Tour de France as well, so he is uh, good. So I think he can be really up there for. Uh, for the worlds and uh, it's going to be be interesting but uh, it's uh, i think we will also have some surprise from 
from other riders that I maybe not know from uh, yeah other disciplines in cycling. Yeah, I think they're like they're obviously the real Swift specialists. Uh, maybe like a Ollie Jones from New Zealand or Lionel Lefiasen from uh, from Belgium. Um, yeah. I think Victor Kampenaert would probably just go really long attack straight from the start, make it a time trial, maybe or not. <laughs> yeah, that's a big chance for that. Uh, you have to be open for everything there, and it's uh, it is quite similar to to the real world. That if you open too early, it's hard to be out there. You get pretty cooked pretty quick as well because of the draft and uh, you have to be uh, be a little bit smart and stay in the group and also not be caught behind in the in a split it's uh, it's super hard to get back then so in terms of tactics uh, if you look at that start list some countries are obviously have more riders on the start line than others how do you think that will play its role i'm not sure it's uh, hard to really ride together anyway in Swift. I think it's, uh, you have to, or maybe if you have a lot of experience, it uh, helps, but um, it, I think the strongest man will win anyway. And uh, that's the main, main part in uh, Swift worlds. It's not all about the teams and uh, in that way, I think, but I might also take, be totally wrong. <laughs> it's going to be a race full of surprises on the 9th of yeah. December. <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> uh, if, if you look at your preparations have you i can imagine that usually when you start like building up to the next uh, to the new season you're doing maybe uh, traditionally a lot of longer easier rides and now suddenly a bit more high intensity stuff did you did you change anything in your prep um well didn't change too much but uh, i've done some intervals and a little bit of longer rides but uh it's not been uh too much, but I, I also been used to do quite a lot of intervals in the early or during the off season anyway, so it doesn't make too much difference. So uh, I hope that I will be quite fit for the for the worlds. So uh, it's gonna be super interesting. Is that something that you've always done? That bit of intervals uh, in in the preparation for the new season, or is it something that you changed over the years if you compare it to like say like ten years ago? No, I always been doing. Of course, it depends on intensity, but I always been doing some intensity work when I'm on the home trainer, as well as uh, longer rides and uh, combination with cross country skiing and riding my bike, mountain bike and cross bikes and things outside. So I do quite a lot of everything during the during the off season, actually. Is the cross-country skiing, is that, uh, is that the secret formula to the success? Well, I used to do it a lot when I was younger, but uh, it's been less and less. So, uh, And I was pretty good when I was uh, younger as well. So I think it's, it's for sure it's good uh, training for core and stability and also endurance work. So uh, I think it's really good. And uh, I hope there comes some snow soon so we can start... Uh, do some cross country as well before the season starts again. Didn't I see that there was like a, a Spanish cross country skier who's now becoming a pro cyclist with Androni? Mm, possible. Um, uh, I don't know actually. I haven't mm, seen okay. that. Might, might, have to, might have to look it up just to check. But uh, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, obviously, cross country skiing way popular in uh, in Norway. Um, you might want to have some some daylight for that though, and that's pretty rare at the moment, right? Where you are. Well, we have daylights from around eight till uh, three three thirty. It starts to be a bit darker now, but today it's been misty and grey. But uh, the other days now, it's been really nice uh, during the day, crisp crisp air and uh, sunny. So it's been uh, been beautiful actually. Uh, but of course, the days getting shorter, so uh, it is good to start quite early in the morning to to get all the hours done with the training. Is it something that you, you've you always stayed all the winters in Norway? Uh, well, we do training camps with the teams I've been to, and also so I go used to go in December in Spain by my own and uh, my wife to to do some good training there in, uh, in the south of Alicante. So I've been also not so much at home, so it's good to get some good hours in uh, in hot weather as well so i'm uh, i'm used to a bit of everything so uh, it's not like i'm staying in norway all the time but now in corona times it's uh, harder to travel around so then it will be more at home yeah and talking about uh, about training camps and maybe for the new season we got a couple of fed questions uh, which are aimed sort of like at new season and at your new team with the switch that you're making uh, and i want to go through those but before that i want to let everyone uh, know who's listening that they can actually also write that world uh, championship scores on swift in one of the garmin never stop cycling tour rides that are coming up on swift and uh, maybe edveld can join as well for another recon as well it's on the 3rd of december is the first ride and it's actually with the claudio Giapucci. The famous Italian rider who's joining us on the 8th of December. There is a ride with Jonas Fingergaard from Team Jumbo Visma. And then on the 13th of December, after all the action, we also have still another ride on the world course. And that is with an Astana rider. Um, so yeah, all the chance for you guys at home as well to join for one of the rides uh, to ride on the world course. So yeah, definitely join those. Um, but talk about the fan questions. We had a lot of questions coming in on our text social channels. And like I said, a lot of them are already looking ahead to New Year. Uh, and one of them was from Sigan Salen. He wanted to know, Edvald, how is your French? Because you're moving to Team Total Direct Energy. Well, I have to uh, really work on my French. So it's not uh, not great, but uh, I hope I can communicate a bit on English. And I also will try to learn a little bit and uh then I hope it will be good. But I look forward to uh, meet all the people and uh, we were supposed to have a camp now in December, but due to Corona, it's not uh, not possible. So I look forward to meet them in, in January, hopefully, and uh, to get to know everyone. So it's uh, it's a change for me now, but it's, uh, it's gonna be uh, exciting. But also, yeah, I enjoyed the time in uh, Quebec, but I will, uh, it is nice to see uh, now to have a small change and uh, see how it is. So, do you have like a, a one specific most memorable day in in that uh, entity or Quebec jersey? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of good memories there. But I think, yeah, of course, my victory in uh, 2017 at Tour de France is the biggest memory of. Uh, on my bike and 
in the team, but uh, I think the memories from that actually is most meaningful for me is uh, all the bike handovers in South Africa to show, to see how happy the people are for the Quebec bikes and uh, and how much it helps with the with the Quebec and the organization to, uh, that we do and work for there. So I think that's the most powerful and good memories from the team. And of course, all the nice staff and riders, it's, uh, it's been, been great there. So, so was there a little bit of sort of like a, a goodbye end of season party at the end? Or did it well, all, wasn't able to happen e- either? Uh, or just there's a few riders that was left for from the panel traveling home together and had a small uh yeah had a dinner but there was not really any not so many left so it was it was a bit sad to leave without any goodbye party or anything like that but the corona makes everything harder so uh this special but uh I'm really happy to see that they can continue next year and uh, and then I will see a lot of uh, the staff and the riders again. So that's good. And you had a few couple of Belgian beers after the Panadon. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, another question about next season. You already talked about you looking forward to meeting your new teammates. And um, loud.bzh22 wanted to know, do you already know some of them? Uh I don't really know uh, too many riders there. Actually, it's uh, Nicky Turps I know a little bit, and uh, or spoken a little bit too. But uh, like I said, my French is not super great, and uh, so I've not been speaking so much with uh, the other French riders. But I look forward to meet them, and I'm sure they are uh, super nice people, as uh, most of the people in the in the peloton are. And and Oscar Moller wanted to know what kind of role do you see yourself having next season in, in the classics and in the Grand Tours? Could there maybe like a one-two punch with Nikki in the classics? Or yeah, I think we can help each other uh, a lot and uh, make each other good. So uh, I'm I'm an all-around rider and I want to keep still be that and uh, and work on work on that and also to do all the classics and of course. I would love to do Tour de France and uh, and be the same kind of rider I've been the last years and uh, try to go for stages and also help out when uh, when needed for other riders. So uh, it's going to be a lot of opportunities, I think. So uh, I look look forward to it. Have you noticed in the over your career that you sort of like changed as a rider in some aspects or did you notice you sort of like a different power profile or did you did you notice any change over your career or did you manage to sort of like stay the same what do you think well it goes a bit up and down in the in the years and uh, so of course some changes there is but mainly i'm the same kind of kind of rider but i'm probably not as uh, punchy as before but uh Hopefully, I can get back and be be better at um, yeah, sprints and punchy finals. So um, I think I will uh, try to be better next year in that. And, and one more question was from Milan Kaluns, and he wanted to know which race are you then the most excited for? Well, the, it's always the spring classics. It's uh, it's the main goals. I uh, aim for every year so 
that's uh, and Roubaix. And if you had to pick the, one of them, Roubaix, then, then it's Roubaix. That's the main main goal and uh, my dream to be on the podium there once. So that's uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful race, obviously Roubaix, and I think uh, a dream of many cyclists to, to be on a podium there. Um, maybe that, uh, maybe that little punchy sprinting can come back by being a bit more doing those swift races. Then, yeah, I hope so. So let's, uh, uh, I will work on it, and uh, we will uh, hopefully find find back to some many roles in the old days and uh, some really good good uh finals so uh that's the main goal and and then perhaps it would be best if you then can do all the swift races next season in the in a rainbow jersey on swift because there's only going to be one person in that rainbow jersey yeah that would be would be really nice so uh but i also hope yeah, of course it's a lot of swift races but uh i'm still riding mainly outdoors so i hope it will be close to a normal season next year in uh, but it's a good preparation for for next year with some swift races that's for sure all right awesome okay uh i think it's time to wrap it up Edvald. thanks heaps for your time and uh yeah enjoy that uh, new tex neo 2t trainer i will and good luck in thank good you. luck in the world thank you very much it's uh, going to be exciting. All right. We're definitely <laughs> going to follow you and make sure you at home, if you're listening, uh, don't forget to follow and tune in as well on December 9th on Swift at 2.45 p.m. Central European time. And obviously you can join one of the group rides, like we mentioned, on the 3rd of December, 8th of December or the 13th of December from the Garmin Never Stop Cycling Tour to ride with one of the pros and ride on that World Championships course. And as always, make sure you share this episode of the Turbo Talks with Edvald Bosenhagen, with a friend or two, and take the small effort to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. But above all, make sure you never stop cycling. This was Rob Bau with Edvald Bosenhagen of Entity Pro Cycling. Stay tuned for the new Turbo Talks.